0: Excuse me. But before we do that, I want to invite you to bow your heads for a moment and join me in a word of prayer. Father God, we come to you this morning. We ask for a blessing on the reading and proclamation of your word. God, we long to be, we desire to be people who are not just hearers of the word, but also those who are doers of it. And so even as we magnify you we desire to hear from you as well and to be obedient to become the kind of people and to live the kind of lives that are appropriate for people who are a part of your family. Hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. So, who remembers all the way back to the first half of the sermon series on Ephesians? that's what i thought i preached the sermon series and i hardly remember it seems like it was so long ago but i'll try to jog your memory just a little bit it was uh january february and the first few weeks of march the first two weeks of march it was pre-covid the world seemed so simple then didn't it it wasn't of course we were as we always are busy, full, our, our lives were busy and full of things that at the moment felt very important. I think it's only in hindsight, looking back all the way to the beginning of the year, to a world where we didn't have to wear masks in public places. It's, it's that kind of, or, or going through that kind of crisis that I think brings some perspective that helps us to see that perhaps many of the things that we felt were important or uh, that were filling up a lot of our time or a lot of the space in our minds, looking back on the other side of a crisis, those things perhaps seem small now. Crisis, I think, in many ways, tunes our heart to what's most important. Other things tend to fade. Crisis shows us exaggerates to us who we are the good and the bad but also gives us an opportunity to change to reflect back but also to do things differently going forward in chapters 1 to 3 of colossians or excuse me of ephesians it was ephesians chapters 1 to 3 we talked about god's kingdom and about his power we talked about the Holy Spirit's guarantee of our redemption, so that even as we celebrated communion this morning, our redemption is not something that we earned or, or that we somehow participated in, that we helped God along to somehow earn a spot for ourselves in the kingdom of God. Rather, it's the work of Jesus that afforded us life with God and the Holy Spirit present with us, who is that guarantee that assurance of God's love for us, his salvation given to us. In chapters 1 to 3, we also talked about who we used to be, but who we are no longer. We talked more about the power of sin and the power of the law that Jesus set aside. And instead, we get to share in Christ's power and in the life that Jesus has for us. All that, and then the crisis of COVID hit. And our world, it seems, is not the same yet and may not ever be the same. But as I said, crisis shows us more deeply who we are. And that's not all bad. A lot of it is good. As an example, I, I think of teachers Probably all of us understand that, there's, that, that teachers have an important job, that they have a good job, that teachers are committed to educating children, little kids all the way up through college, to help them with the skills and the knowledge they need for life and for the workplace and for everything else. But crisis has magnified at least my understanding of and appreciation of what it means to be a teacher As we, many of us know teachers, some of us are teachers. But to be a teacher now is even more difficult than it was. There's all kinds of complications in the classroom apart from just the basics of learning. And so we see the the commitment, the good work of teachers, or we see teachers being even more committed to the good work that they're doing. And I think, the similar thing can be said of healthcare workers. All of us assume that healthcare workers are there to help us. That's their whole job—to to fix our bodies when they're broken, or to try and find a solution if they can. But again, through this crisis, the 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 hearts or the desires of healthcare workers and uh, hospital employees, their hearts haven't changed. It just becomes even harder. And so for someone on the outside looking in, that goodness is magnified all the more. They see their commitment to heal and their commitment to bring wholeness magnified, in my mind, exaggerated in a good way. But crisis can also show us more deeply who we are in negative ways. When we withdraw, for, for those of us who have a tendency to withdraw or to be alienated, to push others away, this crisis, if you want to call it that, this crisis has exaggerated that reality, made it possible for us to live outside of community, not just live six feet apart from everyone else who's not a part of our household, but even to totally disengage from the world around us, from our church community, and even perhaps to feel that we've totally disengaged from God. Crisis shows us more deeply who we really are, what's really going on. But it's also an opportunity for us, an opportunity to turn, to change, to grow. It's an opportunity to be transformed. Conversion like we're going to read about in just a moment, conversion is one of those kinds of crises. Now, for Christians, conversion isn't the only crisis, obviously. We don't uh, one day believe nothing, put, pray a prayer, and, and our lives are totally and completely transformed. We never have to deal with sin again. That's not how it goes. But conversion is a moment of crisis, and for, for many of us, even all of us, we have to fight that daily battle of setting aside that old self who we used to be and being transformed into who God is making us to be. And so that's what uh, we're going to touch on this morning as we get back into the swing of things, back into the rhythm of Ephesians. And so this morning, we're going to get into just a few of those specifics about who we are and who God has made us to be. And then next week and going forward, we're going to remember... Uh, or we're going to focus on who we are becoming. So this morning, uh, hear these words from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 through 24. So, I tell you this, and I insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their thinking. They're darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, Due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they've given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity. And they're also full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life that you learned when you learned and heard about Christ and when you were taught in Him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught, with regard to your former way of life, to put off the old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, and to be made new in the attitude of your minds. To put on a new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So as we continue in this sermon series, we've got a new little graphic there about who we are. This is is us. This is who we are in Christ. And all of the vegetables and healthy, active things that are up there uh, that that help us in being physically healthy, perhaps can stir us to think about uh, deepening, what deepening health in our relationship with God might look like. But on to Ephesians chapter 4. And just the few, the six verses we're focusing on this morning. Paul says that there are, really in, in verses 18 and 19, he talks specifically about the way you used to be, the way we used to be as God's people. He says that we were ignorant because we hardened our hearts, that we became insensitive and impure, or as the NIV says, I'll get this right that we lost all sensitivity, given ourselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity. The the picture that Paul is working on here is going to be a familiar one to people who work with their hands. To to have your hands hardened means that you grow calluses on your hands, and that's a good thing. Calluses protect you from the pain of working day, day in and day out. With your hands, and I know most people probably in our congregation have harder calluses on your hands than I do. But having having calluses on your hands also means that you don't feel things. It means that uh, if you've got really good calluses, you could take a pin and push it through your finger and not really even feel much pain. It means you lose sensitivity when you grow calluses. That's the picture that Paul is working with here, only he's not talking about our fingers. He's talking about our hearts. And while calluses on our hands might be a good thing, calluses on our hearts create all kinds of problems. Hardness of heart or calluses on our hearts mean that we lose sensitivity to who God is, to what he's saying to us, to who we are to our place in the world we lose sensitivity even to care for others even those who are most close to us and so it's almost as though as we lose that sensitivity or have lost that sensitivity that we run to all kinds of impurity just to feel something and so often when we have those dulled hearts, when we have calluses on our hearts, the things that we run to in order just to feel something tend to be things that are destructive, that are evil, that create more problems than they solve. We run to, I've got a good list here. There we go. We run to things like money, like sex, and like power. We run to, you could call them the big three if you want. We run to our bank account when we're not sure how we're going to make it through a crisis and we're not sure what we feel. And we try and collect all, all the, hold on to all the money we can hold on to just so that we can be, have some certainty, have some surety. And we run to sex, usually not in, not in a healthy way, but to sexual addiction or perversion or, or all kinds of other addiction, to alcohol, to drugs, to, to all kinds of sex. Things like, even things like pornography, things that other people can't see or don't know about. And we use those things just to feel something. Just to, to get rid of that insensitivity just for a little bit so that we can really feel alive. Only we end up creating even greater problems for ourselves down the road the next time. Because we're dulled even more and so it takes more the second time, the third time, the 20th time. And we run to power. When we feel alienated from others, especially, there's nothing like the rush of trying to get somebody else to do what we want them to do. To feel like I'm important. And of course, different people of us, different among us, run to different things. We don't all run to the same thing. I think it's worth saying that in, this, in these few verses, Paul's not saying that this sort of ignorance that comes from hardening of our hearts, this insensitivity and impurity, Paul's not saying that these are things that Christians can't get involved in or things that Christians don't get involved in. Instead, he's saying that Christ is not involved in these things. That if we are in Christ... If, this, if we really understand and have experienced this new identity of who we are in Christ, then those kinds of impure things, those kinds of things that we do when we have lost all sensitivity, those things have no place in our lives because those are things that are not of Christ. And so rather than walking away and saying, well, Christians don't participate in these things. We recognize that Christians are sinners like everyone else. But instead that our response to sin is different. That when we see these attitudes in ourselves, when we see these actions in ourselves, we can be sure that these things are not from God. Why? Because as Paul says in verse 24, that God made us for so much more. The new self that God has given us to put on is a self that is created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Which probably means less to us today than it should. So I want to just spend a few minutes this morning as we close unpacking that. What does it mean that we are created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness? Well, what it means is that who we were is no longer who we are. What it means is that, or put it another way, the story of the gospel doesn't begin with the fall It's the story of of Christianity is not that I'm a sinner, Jesus is a savior, and what a wonderful match we make. The story of the gospel is much richer and much deeper than that. It starts, as Paul says, with creation, with a good creation where God made the world and everything in it and all the people in it to flourish, to be in right relationship with him, That's what righteousness is, is right relationship with God. And God created a good world so that all of us could be in right relationship with him, first of all, but then with all of the rest of people, all the rest of the world. And so we talk about shalom, a word that could be translated as universal flourishing. Everything and everyone in right relationship with everything else. That's what really what righteousness is all about. And holiness, holiness is having an intimate and intimate access to God. Is being, cu- being pure and being clean so that we can enter God's presence without fear or worry. To put it another way or to use some more language that's familiar to us today. It's equal opportunity or equal access to God. That's what God created us to be like. To live, to to be like God in true righteousness, right relationship with God, with others, with the creation, and true holiness. That all of us as humanity would have equal access to God, to one another, and to the bounty of creation. And so as we grow into that relationship with God or as excuse me, as we grow in knowledge of God and deepen our, our intimacy with Him, our relationship with Him. we also grow in our knowledge of ourselves and in, in our care for others. We begin to approach life not on our own terms, or, or simply through our own perspective, but we begin to approach other people who are different from us with soft and humble hearts, eager to learn. Eager to listen, rather than to always be telling everyone how much I know. We cultivate purity. Not just purity in, in in the sexual sense that we often think of, where I haven't sinned against my spouse. But purity interpersonally. Purity interpersonally means that we take care that in us... Others see God at work and sometimes it's something as subtle as giving God the glory for the ongoing work he's doing rather than bragging or or humble bragging about how good we are. We work to be in right standing with others by sacrificing our own desires We work to be in right relationship with others by sacrificing our own desires. And we we do that not because we're so good. Or not because we're trying so hard. But because if this is who we are in Christ. Then we begin to take on more and more the attitude of Christ. Who in the garden as he's praying and dripping. uh, Sweating drops of blood. Says to his father not what I want. Or what I will, but what you will. And so as we become conformed more and more to the image of Christ, we find ourselves more and more living God's way, taking off that old self, putting on the new, being who we are, not who we used to be, and eager to follow, to be obedient to God out of great love for him and out of the joy of discovering who God continues to make us to be. Let's come to God in prayer. God crisis as we began this morning, crisis is always that inflection point. The opportunity for us to see the good, to see the bad, but also to change And as Christians, we profess that the most meaningful change in our lives is not what we bring about ourselves or try really hard to accomplish ourselves. The most meaningful change comes from you. And so we ask this morning that like our Savior Jesus, you would grant us the grace and the humility to say, Father, not what I want, but what you want. And then, God, give us the clarity to hear you well and the boldness to follow with our feet, with our hands, and with our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.